Yo! <laughs> what up, Kev? What up? I'm under the bright lights right now. Changed my setup entirely. Uh. So now everything's bright. I'm not sure if the microphone's in the best place. But um, I'm trying it. I'm trying it out. We're going to try something new. You know what I'm saying? Here, let me yeah, actually move the microphone closer. Live on camera. I'm moving. The, I'm adjusting. You got to take that leap. <laughs> you know what I realized? I want to do a compilation of the way I look when we first start recording every week of okay. 2020. Uh-huh. Because it's, it's like, a, I'm sure it's like a time-lapse <laughs> diary of my descent into madness. <laughs> Like, once we start going, I'm okay, but <laughs> that first, just look into the camera. Not, yeah. I, man, hot. I've actually watched, like, occasionally y'all just kind of be like, ah, well, let, me see, let me see how this all, especially while I'm editing, and, and there's a point where my eyes just gloss over, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell, I'm like, yo, all right, man. <laughs> we, we're literally talking about a monkey taking over a hospital. Um <laughs> I, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, oh, actually, I'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> While we're recording. This is perfect. This is this is real life, people. <laughs> I'm adjusting the microphone. Like, this is real life. If if you're not into this, I, I don't understand. Breaking you, the fourth wall again. Yeah, yeah. You guys have real issues if you're not into this. I don't understand you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is what you came here for. Right. This is this is exactly what you came here for. Mm. So there's that. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> So we had a we it was it's a, how was your week? By the way, let me start off with the usual. How's your week, man? Personally, not bad. All right. Everything All right. else was terrible. <laughs> the, well, the overall week for the nation was pretty bad, and I'm laughing to keep from crying, but um, I'm glad your week was okay personally. Mine was, you know, ups and downs, but uh, okay. I think the I think the uh, events of this week kind of got to me, so yeah, so, yeah I think it kind of weighed yeah, on man. me, dude. There are times, man. Yeah. Yep. When you um, need someone. <laughs> I'm not expecting the next lyric to follow up to be accurate on your part. So, I will be by your side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did you watch both the DNC and RNC? That's the opening question. Uh, yeah. Part, parts of it. M- parts more of- than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What did you, what did but you gain? What did you gain from the DNC's conference? What, what, uh, you know, short takeaway. Uh, I don't know that I learned anything new necessarily. Mm-hmm. I thought they actually both parties pulled it off way better than I thought they would. Okay. Okay. From a, you know, from like a, a production standpoint. Ah. All right. But, um, but there was no like, you know, the, the theme, there was no like particular theme that you were like, I, right, this is, this is what, this is what they wanted me to hear in this conversation. Not particularly. I mean, you know, it was it was nice to hear the Obama speak, um, and almost equally as nice to hear every last member of the Trump family speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh boy. boy, they really they went deep bench the Trumps. They did, they did. It was uh, even the what in law, <laughs> uh, the the uh, daughter in law spoke right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes down. That's how it happens. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think the I didn't watch either. I didn't watch either. You know, the highlights came out, and I I sort of tried to stay. I try to stay neutral on highlights on those type of things because I know that that there's a lot more said than than uh than covered. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. The kind of gotcha moments or the you know what I mean those are the things that are covered more often. So I just like I right, well I can't really trust the highlights for either one of them. Um, but I mm. you know listening ca- catching a few clips of the DNC speeches. It sound like it sounded like everybody seems on board together, which is important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is very important. So. Um, as far as the RNC goes, I, I thought it was kind of an odd cast of characters, uh, but you know, I'm <laughs> sure to their that's their generous. Base, <laughs> yeah, it's to their base. That's what they you know. One seemed like <laughs> just completely cutting the you know cutting through the middle of it without trying to diss one or the other. One seemed like an effort to let you hear from the people, like. The RNC sounded like, all right, we're going to have core Americans, if you will. I, I know that all the Trump spoke. I'm just saying when they when they tried to reach out to people that, I guess, felt closer. I don't know. Herschel hmm. Walker and, you know, people that were, you know, the two um, front lawn defenders. You know, hmm. just kind of trying to tug at the, these are your people type strings. And yeah, the, yeah. the DNC kind of was like, look, this has been the power group and let's go. We're, we're ready. Like we have this, this is our squad, but it, I didn't catch that. And I'm talking, I didn't watch it. So I'm only going off the list of people. I didn't catch that like person to person type appeal. You know what I'm saying? Regular. Hmm. I don't, what do they, what do they call them? The average Joe. I guess the average type, type thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there were a few of them, I think, on the on the uh, Democratic side. But but yeah, the the funny thing about the Republican uh, speakers who were your average Joe was that some of them appear. It appears that some of them didn't know they were going to be on. Oh wow! The, uh, the telecast, <laughs> <laughs> and we're not particularly pleased when they found out. Ah, uh, so, all right. Well, that's not yeah. good. That's not good. I mean, I I would expect nothing less though. All right. Yeah. Well, there's your DNC RNC wrap up, folks. Uh, yeah. See of, you next week. Yeah, we're out. That's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's get on over to the other side, man. We're gonna catch y'all. You ready, Kev? Yep. Let's go. Rap sucks. Radio. Blah 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 blah. Y'all, you alive on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy Trek Life and your fam, Kev Sakota. Your average Joe. <laughs> I, that is absolutely not true. Anyhow, um, thank y'all for tuning in. If you'd like to catch any of our past episodes, you can catch them on rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms with the random exception of Pandora. And if you would like to catch this on your television, you know what I'm saying? You can go to BTSN Pass on your Roku, your Fire Stick, or your Fire TV. Uh, download the channel. Go ahead and tune into the channel. And boom. 
We right up there. Straight up and down. Me and Kev. Kev and I. Don't be silly. Just do it. Just do it. Just jump, you know, jump right into it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'm actually getting score updates on my phone, which is my camera. So there's that too. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to try to pay attention. <laughs> um, so let's get into doing too much. Yo, Kev, who is out here doing too much? Uh, your favorite Rand. Rand Paul. <laughs> Rand Paul. Doing too yeah. much. I titled the this guy Rand. with the the guy with the last name first and the first name last. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake about it. I um I titled this Rand Paul's trip to DC. Yeah. Um, Rand Paul calls for FBI to arrest, investigate, or for FBI arrest and investigation into mob he believes quote unquote would have killed us if not for police. I went ahead and pulled this information from an op-ed Ron Paul did, Rand Paul did, uh, on Fox News. So this will be, you know, straight from the Rand's mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try not to get too much into, you know, word for word or whatever because it's kind of a long read. Um, but I'll summarize basically what happened before I read a little bit. So Rand Paul was, was of course, in D.C. after the president, the current president, spoke. Um, he found himself outside confronted by an angry mob, angry about Breonna Taylor. Cutting to the chase, it was a little weird that Rand Paul was called out. I will say that much. Rand Paul actually does seem to have made an effort in the in the Breonna Taylor case. Uh, he spoke to the family. He's definitely been against uh, no knock raids. He's he's actually spoken out on these type of type of things. Uh, but hmm. then he kind of messed it up with his own words, which is you know that you know pretty goofy. So let's get into what Rand Paul said real quick. Um, he mentioned how the president spoke that if you let the Democrats, this is where we all got it. We're going to go wrong from the start, people. Um, he state, he started off stating how Trump said that if you let the Democrats have the office, the whole nation will be like Portland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Starting with Ron Paul's actual quotes here. That's hard to argue with considering what we are seeing in many of our cities where well-intentioned protest marches long ago were hijacked into lawless and violent, destructive anarchy, often led by outside agitators and violent Marxists. I experienced some of this in Washington after the president's speech. My wife Kelly and I were attempting to leave the White House event. We were staying at a hotel directly across the street, maybe 50 yards from the gate of the White House. But As we went to leave, it became apparent there was no safe exit out of the gates and through the unruly mob that gathered there. Why did this mob gather? He states... Tell me. (laughs) Tell me, Rand. Tell tell me. All right, Rand. Let's let's figure out why. Why? Because another Democratic-run city had decided it would bow to lawless rioters instead of protecting its citizens. I'd like to stop there. Was there a riot after the president's speech, Kev? Mm, I I don't think so. I also don't think he's uh, one of their citizens. There's that, too. So Um, right away, you're messing up. (laughs) (laughs) Mayor uh, Mario Bowser um, was asked by the Secret Service to allow wider and better protection for those leaving the White House Thursday night, but she refused. Mayor Bowser and many others are responsible for what happened. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called my Senate colleagues and me enemies of the state. Democratic Vice Presidential nominee Senator Kamala Harris has advised 
uh, has advocated paying bail to get violent rioters out of jail. All right, let's stop right there. We're yeah. all over. Mm-hmm. We're we're all re- we're in the mud already here. <laughs> yeah, we're in the mud already. Let's let's get it started with. I'm going to start with Kamala Harris and and advocating okay. paying bail for it. So that didn't happen. Just out of out of where you know who I was, did. I was wondering about that. It didn't happen. Who did advocate for paying the bail for people to for violent acts against uh, protesters? Uh, I think I know where you're headed. I think I know where you're headed. Your current president. Your current president yeah. did that, Rand. Young Rand. Rand. Yeah. Rand. Your president did that. Just, just about so this time, uh, just about this time, I would say, what, in 2016, which was 457 years ago, <laughs> he was campaigning and at his campaign events was encouraging his supporters to beat up any any uh, protesters in the house and yep. promised that he would pay their legal fees, that, which I believe he yeah. also did not do. <laughs> he did not do. He did not do, and then reneged also on it. And then, and then after clearly saying it, being quoted and being on video, mm-hmm. he then said he didn't say it. <laughs> so where are we at with this one? Just out of curiosity. Um hmm. I'll leave Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mayor Bowser out of this. I, they provided adequate protection because you made it safely to your destination, which we'll find out later on. The story doesn't end the way that it's, it begins. Like It actually ends a little differently, but they did make it uh, to their destination mm-hmm. via law enforcement. So, you know, right. we're having a lot of fun here. Um. He says, to continue, three Democratic House members who are part of the socialist, quote-unquote, squad have called for their people to take to the streets. Um, Mm. Okay. Well, National Democrats, your people are listening to you. How does it feel to watch it happen? Are you comfortable watching the mob go after my wife and me? My wife and I would be better wording. Anyway. When we realized we couldn't go, and you wrote this, you actually could have written that. Okay, anyway, that's nitpicking. My bad. (laughs) When we realized we couldn't go the way we planned, we boarded a bus with others and went to the Trump International Hotel. It took us 45 minutes to get there, and we waited there a while longer, figuring the crowd would settle down or leave. Hmm. As our Uber approached our hotel... Maybe they should have... Go ahead. I was going to say maybe they should have used the postal service. (laughs) <laughs> oh man whether rain or sleet or snow yeah. or protest anyhow <laughs> as our uber approached our hotel we ran into roadblocks two blocks out preventing us from driving all the way so we got out and walked okay there you have it um, so th- <laughs> let me stop there because it's 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 getting into this, kind of a dramatic fashion thing. I'm gonna stop a little bit. Yeah, it, it got very. Dramatic. I want to play the I want to play the the dramatic you know <laughs> the dramatic music and read this like a, a Civil War soldier writing home to his beloved. <laughs> and yeah, it got real extra. And um, in our darkest hour, my darling, our Uber <laughs> arrived 45 minutes late. <laughs> It was really bad. I was like, uh, I watched the video. 
So I watched <laughs> I, I watched the video before any before I right. even chose this as a topic. I'm just gonna say I watched the video. What what I saw that right. happen, I'm going to be fair again to Rand Paul. I'm gonna say probably a little scary in the moment for him. But not just for the fact that people were kind of gathering around them, which wasn't violent at first. It was really just more, you know, they were loud, screaming, say her name. What about Breonna Taylor? They were upset about the police brutality. And the um, the officers basically clearly getting off for these acts, not just for Breonna Taylor, but across the nation and over the last a countless amount of years, right? We all know the story. So... Mm-hmm. What I saw was something that w- I definitely would make someone afraid knowing how their party has acted over the last four plus years. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you're in a it, this is this is kind of uh, uh, I, the opinions expressed in this moment are solely track lives and do not represent the entire opinions of Rap Sucks Radio. My thing is <laughs> when you've been in an a-hole for four to five years at least, right? And you mm-hmm. finally got to confront the people you've been an a-hole to. You're terrified. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's easy to be a jerk behind those walls with Secret Service protecting you, right? But now you're out on the street with everybody else. Matter of fact, mm. and, and with respect to the same police officers that you encourage and, you know, indoctrinate, many into a hateful mindset concerning law enforcement. This is actually what they see when you run your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So whatever fear you felt, keep in mind that the average American you leave on the street to represent you feels that same fear because they have to face the people that you talk down to every day. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you might get punched in the mouth while and out. You know what I mean? I've seen it happen at clubs, Rand. Let me let me tell you how it goes down at clubs. And I'm I'm, I'm being long winded, but I'm gonna tell you how it goes down at the club. First of all, if you take a look at Rand, you know he's in the club. He's regularly, so I don't know that this might be repetitive to him. So, That's but true. go ahead, That's let true. him know. I've seen it happen a thousand times, right? Guy comes in with his couple of his homeboys. One of his homeboys is brolic. He run in his mouth. Now the guy that came in there was cool. He's cool, right? He's like you, Rand. He's just trying to navigate his way through these things. He's taking an Uber. He's taking the bus. It, it's going down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But his homeboy keeps <laughs> running his mouth. In the club. You know what I mean? Yep. So mm-hmm. finally, when the confrontation happens and it's time for someone to get punched in the face, you know who usually gets punched in the face? It's almost never the guy that's running his mouth. <laughs> it's almost always the dude that's just trying to navigate the situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now he's under yep. a dog pile and everybody's pouring beer on top of him. And, you know, mm. in back in my younger days in Hypnotic and Alizé. You know what I'm saying? Current wow. times, wow. IPAs. But the reality is... I think you're putting a lot of uh, extra <laughs> special sauce on that. I am. I am. I am. Well, I mean, I'm trying to match Rand's energy. But the reality is... I don't think any of us... We, we couldn't afford Hypnotic or Alizé. <laughs> Let's keep... Let's keep it a hundred percent. Incredible Hulks? No, anyone? Anyone? Oh my god! Come on! What are we doing? Oh, oh Long- my god! I think I just uh, did. You just did. I you just threw almost up in my mouth up? a little yeah. bit just yeah. hearing that. So did I. So did I. Uh, no, listen. Long story short, Incredible. your homeboy been wolfing, 
And now you in uh-huh. front of the folks. Now you're in front of the people. And that's terrifying. Okay. And I respect that fear. I understand that fear. I don't think that you should have been harmed. I don't think that they should have, you know, I, I definitely can see how that is an incredibly uncomfortable situation. You out there with your wife. Incredibly uncomfortable. Right. But I did see the police officer push homeboy with the bike and got pushed back. I did see that. Now. Mm. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? I Look, I'm watching. They're saying, get out of the way, get out of the way, which they should be doing. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Let the senator walk to his destination. Fine. I get that. I'm not disputing that. For all Because occasionally we get some of y'all red-blooded folks that jump into the chat of YouTube and, and get to get to my wolfing off. Definitely what the police should have done in that situation. Definitely. Right? Now, you're trying to get people to step back. You put your bike in front of you. Fair. You know what I'm saying? Now, you are jamming that bike towards people. Now, look. It's just cause and effect at this point. Dude pushed you back. You know what I'm saying? And he said, we are stepping back. Okay. That's what I heard. That's what I saw. Now, fact check, correct. And I can be corrected. That's fine. But... That's when it started to get a little uncomfortable. And, it, and, the, and the amount of people started to increase. It, it definitely looked tense. I, I'm not gonna, I am not going to sit here and, and say that that wasn't a tense situation for uh, the Paul family. Like, it had to be tense. But, you know, it wasn't that they were all attacking dude, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? yeah, like, you know, I think part of the point that... I hear you making is that, you know, when you're in that moment, if you're him or any of the cops or, or his wife, you know, who I know nothing about or whatever, but, um, it, I'm sure it seems a little more, a lot more heightened than when you're watching it on a video, Heck yeah. but that yeah. was the, that was the, the most tense moment that I saw in the video and I didn't listen to the audio, but, uh, I couldn't tell if the cop had pushed somebody or if, if somebody got pushed into the cop, but the, 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 I, that was actually a point where I was like giving him points because he he caught the cop. The cop would have gotten knocked on his butt if yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If, if you know Rand Paul didn't catch him. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh okay, you know, way to be a team player. <laughs> but also, what about your wife? <laughs> you know. But then they keep. But then the, you know, and that's I'm being a you know I'm, I'm being a smart ass. But but then you see the video continue and you see that there there's a nice perimeter of people around you know in front of them in front of his wife who's mm-hmm. in front of him which is again you know depending on how you approach these situations you either keep the person you're trying to protect in front of you and stay close or, or whatever right yep. and yep. he's got all kinds of people and it looked like there were some protesters who were actually there yes. were some unarmed i mean un, uh, uh, ununiformed people yeah there were you know there were um in street clothes that were in front of them so either they were protesters or they were plainclothes cops but if they you know i can see there there have been situations where protesters have said you know this is let's not let this get crazy yeah and so there were were, were certainly some people that were in front of them that were not uh uniformed cops mm-hmm. um so you know i don't know that it was quite as i don't think their lives were in danger this there were a couple lines from his thing one he said first there were a handful of people mm-hmm. then 30 then 60, then over 100 screaming and out of control lunatics. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, really? Like, did you see the Kavanaugh hearing, dude? 
<laughs> so you're being a little bit loose there with your words. And then the thing that killed me was um, he says the head officer spoke into a headset as the crowd hurled invective and pressed their menacing bodies against us. <laughs> I'm like, like I just picture him. Like, help! The pores are touching me. This reads like a VC Andrews novel. Of <laughs> reinforcements were slow to come. I suggested to the lead <laughs> officer that the mob's anger was rising in pitch and venom, and that we couldn't hold out much longer. <laughs> what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? But you know what? But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. In that situation, I'm sure that man was terrified, not just because there was a mob, but because, what's up now, homie? What's up with all that issue was talking? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How, where's your, where's your uh, you know, where's your batons and your tear gas, buddy? Yeah. Right. That's how you walk across the street in D.C. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's up? Your homie was wolfing. We outside. What's popping? You know what I mean? <laughs> You out you're, here with the wolves now. What's going you're on? You're Black Lives Matter Plaza now, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Now, <laughs> to be clear, I would never <laughs> want to see a politician, um, you know what I'm saying, beat up for their opinion of, you know, of the way the country should work. I that That's not the way I, I see things. I know there are other people that do, and that's fine. But I also noticed that a lot of people that do want that never throw the punch. You're always an encourager. So, you know what I'm saying? I understand that's what you want, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just yeah. not with that. You know what I mean? So He's a weirdo, too. He's also yeah. he's also the one who got knocked out by his neighbor, right? Or yes. Or something? Yes. He is. <laughs> he is. But so, so, you know, he was probably given as good as he got. And at the end of the day, yeah, no, we don't, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. No, of course not. Um, you of know, not. Whether, whether they be in the Senate or, or, or uh, you know, anyone else. But, I mean... Come on now, it's the folks are protesting because people keep getting killed. Yes. And for the most part, they are people who do not look like you, Rand Paul. Right. And so if you're gonna get sad because you got yelled at, well, you know, you might have to hold on to that. And and at the most, you know, th- this is the thing. If 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 Fox News called him and said, you know what, we want to give you a chance to submit an op-ed, mm-hmm. the op-ed could really be, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Rand Paul. Yeah. That yeah, that was pretty that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's that's what the average Joe would say. Yeah, it got kind of wild out there. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting though. I did I was there an op-ed um for was it Minnesota where they were brought nooses and guns to the doorstep? Mhm. Did mm-hmm. she did she write an op-ed? <laughs> the governor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, feel no, like you she could have written an op-ed. I, I didn't see one. I'm not saying she didn't. I just didn't see one. <laughs> Where they were ready to storm it or allegedly ready to storm the Capitol outside yeah. with assault rifles um, and nooses hanging. Right. They had they had guns. Yeah. They weren't ready to they weren't ready to storm the uh the, the state capitol building with the their violent words. With their violent words, right. And, and press their menacing bodies <laughs> against the walls of the state house. <laughs> oh, man. I wish he would have. You know, it's funny. I don't think he should have engaged in a back and forth at all. I think in that moment, um, I think, you know, you 
do what they did. You get out of the situation. Um, there could have very well. I, I know he had mentioned that there was a you know a Samaritan in his eyes. Maybe that was the plainclothes people. There were people out there kind of filming or whatever that were on oh, okay. of opposing view. I I would I would estimate right, but hmm. um, this op ed should have spoken to the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act a lot more than it spoke to the menacing bodies and the fear that he allegedly felt. And if he really wanted to speak, he should have spoken about the Minnesota governor saying, listen, our words are having an impact on the street. People are angry. We need to be careful. We need to be mindful. But instead, you turn this into a political thing, which, again, is exactly what people were out there. That's why people are upset. You keep politicizing legitimate issues and turning them into a I'm going to use this to hurl, hurl, uh, you know, throw stones across the aisle. Okay, well. The next senator is going to get the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because exactly. y'all keep playing this game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You should have been speaking. Mm-hmm. To, nobody. At, by the end of this article, I had no idea. I knew about him and the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act. I already was aware of that. That's why I was like, whoa, Rand Paul, huh? Not that I disagreed with the protesters' actions. Anybody with a voice is who they're going to shout at. Anybody, you know, in the Senate is who they're going to shout at. But... Your constituency does not know what the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act is. They don't know. And and he's from Kentucky. And he sure as hell should be the one who's who's moving this kind of this this kind of um policy forward. Yes. Um and and I'm not, you know, to be honest, not sure what kind of sway he has in terms of actual justice for Breonna Taylor. Um but he should if if he's done anything by way of you know actually holding these officers accountable he should he should probably probably put that up at the top of this op-ed well so you know or it should be the main op-ed main point of the op-ed <laughs> right i've right. co-authored there should have or, already been several op-eds <laughs> right exactly i've i've authored you know. or co-authored over 20 criminal justice bill or justice reform bills and i did it well before it was an acceptable thing to do in my party well you weren't yeah. part of that party that's that's the thing Right. Right. We all know that you weren't, you know, a full on Republican until recently. And you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, before it was acceptable within your party because you were part of a different party. You know what I'm saying? And also. The fact that people don't know that about you speaks about the party you're involved in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, I mean, he's also, like I said, he's a weirdo. He's strange. The case for reform has no greater GOP ally than me, and yet know-nothing mobs angrily chanted, okay, and attacked me and my wife with words. Words. Again. Again. With, yeah. Something that could have been violent. I'm not saying it couldn't have gotten there, but it didn't, and it wasn't. So, what are we doing? Right. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm, I'm a little upset with how he handled it because it's like, I mean, come on, dude. You literally just had a 17-year-old boy murder two people and, and injure another in Kenosha. And you have part of your constituency hailing him as a hero. Right. Right? For illegally, let's run this down because I want to make sure that when people watch this, there's a couple things that they should note. Okay? 
let's call this Kev the chicken and the egg theory, right? The what came first, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you a question. Answer how you feel, okay? Okay. So, if those people, if, if that young man was not, did not illegally carry a firearm across state lines, illegally carry a firearm under age that that evening, right that night, and mm-hmm. illegally be out past curfew with that firearm. Do those three people get shot? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> end of story. <laughs> end of story. That but, is the end. But that's not that's not the uh, police chief's uh, no feeling, is it? No, not at all. The police chief is is making up a story about how them being out past curfew is what got them shot, or well, if they weren't out there, okay. But see, the the thing right. is, if these people were out there. I feel like I've been talking a lot, by the way. But anyway, if these people <laughs> <laughs> were risking arrest, 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 what was on, what is what was on the menu? Look, we're out past mm-hmm. curfew. We're angry. We want to get our voice heard, and we're willing to be arrested for it. You see what I'm saying? So for right. the police chief to say that they put themselves in the clutches or the arms of death, well, that wasn't on the menu. Because you didn't consider a 17-year-old child walking around with an assault rifle, you know, indoctrinated in whatever nonsense that Blue Lives Matter is. And without the emotional or, you know, should the adult sensibility to know how to get himself out of those situations and not put himself in situations like that. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, this whole thing is baffling. The The argument is baffling. In the same yeah, way that you feel like this... I'm, my bad, I'm going to end it with this. In the same way that you feel like the, the Democratic Party incited yelling and the pressing of mean bodies on you, <laughs> you incited this child. Just keep that in mind. Next time you write an op-ed. Right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. At least for now. Are you... Oh, you mean poors. <laughs> Being mean. You know what I'm saying? The thing about this kid, and he's a child, is that it is relatively safe to assume, but I'm not going to assume until he gets sentenced and placed in prison mm-hmm. that he's going to get placed in prison. It's safe to assume that, right? Fair. Fair assumption. So when he goes in... And, and until he goes in, we need to not talk about him as a 17-year-old. We do need. I don't think we should talk about him as a Trump supporter. Mm-mm. I think we need to talk about him the the for what he is, probably more than just about anything else in his life, which is a future police officer, a soon-to-be police officer. Because I would rather that be his identity when he goes in. Right. Aspiring police um, officer. Aspiring fanboy police officer. Mm-hmm. He is not. He is not. That is the cause for which he has has, I guess, ridden his last ride for the foreseeable future, at yep. the very least. You know. Yep. Um, he had mommy drive him there, mm-hmm. and and walk past cops with a weapon. 
evidently had some knowledge on how to handle that weapon. Sure. And then use that weapon. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, He, I want him to go into the federal penitentiary, penitentiary as a police officer. Right. Who has broken the law. That, and that's all I want him to be. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine so with that's, that. that. Yeah, that, that, that's about it. On the, Now, as far as the... This is the thing. is it, It's becoming very clear that the president could not have... If he wanted to plan out over the last six months the perfect way to make himself look like the biggest jerk in the world, he could not have done a better job. Right. One, right. ignore the scientists... Ignore the past administration's advice on the the probability or the possibility and the contingencies required around preparing for a pandemic. Right. Um, completely ignore that because you don't because you ignore everything. Sure. Allow it to get to the level it has. Allow it to completely destroy the economy. Allow it to require people to be at home with no job and nothing else to do. Keep going. So that. When the police, who you've also encouraged, you've encouraged them to not protect a suspect's head when the yet-to-be-charged suspect is placed into a police vehicle, you've encouraged them to do that. Mm -hmm. So we can extrapolate from that what else you want them to do I mean, to yet-to-be-charged suspects, right? Right. And then it happens. And then... um, and then people get angry. And guess what? They don't... They they would have taken to the street anyway. And now they're going to stay there because you've ruined everything else. Right. So now they're out there. And then you want to talk... Call them the enemy. You want to call them the villain. When you're the villain. Yep. When you've empowered the villain. Yep. Um, and, and not even acknowledge why they're there. The multiple reasons why they're out there in the streets. Right? Um, it's, it's, it's unreal. And then, and then kids like this just go and, and just, it, I, I don't get it, man. It's unfathomable. <laughs> like, no, listen, and, and, yeah. and, and, and aside from him, cause I kind of wanted, whatever. <laughs> two way people have to make a decision too. All, all of us two way supporters have to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Those mm-hmm. of you that are hailing, hailing him as a hero and saying that he had experience with a firearm. Okay. Listen. I knew how to drive when I was 14, 15 years old. Had I operated a vehicle without a license and run over and kill someone, my ability to make judgments in, you know, in, in serious situations in a car would have been a lot different than an adult. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have as much experience right. driving. He was not an experienced part. He was he might have been experienced in how to handle a weapon. He might have shot, you know in the right direction or whatever he might have held himself well in your eyes or whatever in, in street confrontation with guns listen no he shouldn't have been in the situation in the first place and if we're going to have these two a conversations which a lot of people want to have the first thing you have to do is stop glorifying guns like they're an extension of your your manhood and the second thing is to discuss the seriousness of carrying a weapon around because that's what I saw mainly. I saw someone who may have known how to use a weapon. I know in the South, that rule is broken quite consistently for hunting. You let underage people hunt. Look, I'm not arguing, 
you know, entirely against 2A. What I'm saying is you have to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? You got to make a decision. What What right. is it going to be? Is it okay to illegally carry firearms if you're underage and on the side of your narrative? Or is it not? You know what I'm saying? What's, what is the decision? Yeah. Because if it's okay, then every dude that you consider a gangbanger or a hoodlum should be carrying it around. And if something happens to happen, oh well. Oh well. Right. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, and I'm not sure which which side of the line I fall on, that is not the world we live in. No, it's um, not. And and I said that it appeared that he had just based on his his um you know, his parents' uh experience from what I could tell and and his experience as a as a aspiring police officer. Yes. Um, you know, he had knowledge on how to handle a weapon mm-hmm. um but the training is not how to handle the weapon that's part of the training thank you the training is also how not to have to use you know pull much less use that weapon the uh, last and, option. and that that seems to get lost quite, quite a bit i mean certainly not lost on most police officers i don't think but um for men you know Guess what, guys? We're not going to hear about you. You're not going to make the news. So unless, you know, again, we said it just about every week over the last, you know, six months is, uh, you, you know, you got you to gotta help fix it, man. I mean, and you sent a child. You, you guys sent a child. It's the second child you sent. You know what I'm saying? Dylan mm-hmm. Roof was the first. You didn't want to talk mm-hmm. about him. You wanted to make him a maniac. So what is this kid? You know what I mean? You're sending children. You're indoctrinating children. Adults were out there with weapons too. They were not in the situation. There was crossfire and return fire and all of this. All this from armed citizens. Police didn't fire a single shot. But this kid put himself in harm's way because it's not just the ability to handle a weapon, the technical ability. It's the emotional ability. It's the reasonability. Like, understand that. You know what I mean? All of the instructions yeah. I've, I've ever, any instructor that, have, that has taught me how to use a gun, which have been very few, very not very few, which have been more than a few, have discussed how destructive it is. It is a, it is a tool for destruction. It is made to kill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So carrying right. it around like G.I. Joe and directing traffic and standing in front of the police, you are... 50, 60 yards ahead of the police. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Yet people yelling are the lunatics. Right. I mean, Ann Coulter wants to make him president. Isn't that what she said? Something like that. I mean, and uh, what's his name? Tucker Carlson's talking about he, you know, no one else wanted to handle the situation. So thank God this kid did or whatever it was that he said. Right. Um, it, it was probably worse coming out of his mouth than whatever I just, you know, yeah. said off the top of my head. But it's like, no, no. I mean, you know, you treat every gun like it's a loaded gun. So you should treat every child like, you know, you could really screw them up. And, and we don't. We don't. We don't. And we, and we can definitely screw them up. Yes. We've seen it. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. and, and 
Uh, further, further to what I was saying earlier, this guy, this president, just screwing stuff up. On top of that, he, you know, with the pandemic, so now we're in a situation where where the few uh, professional teams across various leagues who are able to play because they've they've taken it upon themselves to plan accordingly or to plan as well as possible, whether it be the NBA bubble or, or NHL or Major League Baseball, you know, not quite as good of a job, but they're out there. Right. They're all protesting. Yep. Guess 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 how much of that protesting would happen, and this is this is purely conjecture on my part, but I would contend that if there were twenty thousand tickets being sold every night that might not happen. Might not. It might not. And you did this to yourself, dude. Well, <laughs> Trump, you did this to yourself. Even worse, Kev, is and your team, your squad is badgering American citizens who have the ability to protest on behalf of those who do not. Oh my God! Yeah, what you talking about, the uh, uh, Ghost Boy? Yeah, Kushner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a clown! What a clown! I, but, and and now, and I'm again, I'm not saying that the players in any of the leagues, you know, because because um, one could contend that for a LeBron James and for members of the NBA. Uh, and let's not let let me mention the WNBA first because yeah, they've been at the forefront as far as I'm concerned in terms of progressive of voices. Yep. Um, but for for any of them to to make the kind of statement that they did is super impactful. It's inc- there's a uh, incredible gravity to it. But they're at the forefront of it. it. It's almost as amazing, if not more, to see Major League Baseball and the NHL. Yeah. To doing these you yeah. know to do these kind of things, and and again. This is because of you, dude. Yeah. And you're trying to stop people from voting. And now what's happening? Now all the NBA arenas are going to be used as polling places? <laughs> you did this. You did it. You did it. Which is which is also is amazing because we're also badgering these athletes. This is a very serious episode, by the way. We're, <laughs> we're badgering <laughs> these athletes. We're taking a stand and, and saying, oh, well, they started playing for the money. Yo, NBA arenas right. will now be polling places. Look, right. you can yeah. disagree with voting if you want to. That's up to you. That is totally your opinion, right? That's mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not going to question that. Kev might have some words for you. I don't have no words for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally fine. Everyone who is applying themselves to figure out a way to fix this, that's putting an effort in, more power to you. And for these athletes to come up with a list of demands, we will hit that court and make money for organizations and make money for ourselves if you mm-hmm. follow this list of demands. And one of them is we have been pushing an initiative to get more people to vote, get people signed up to vote, and have places for them to vote. So you join us in that. I, right, whatever. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. owners are involved. Now the garden, the garden is now a polling place. <laughs> it's about time someone makes good use of it. <laughs> right? Laying bricks. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, to me, it's a, this, is, this, this episode, you know, it's, it's always hard for us. Um, you know, world's smallest violin. But 
It's difficult because we have we we try to add some humor to the show, but there there are times that just aren't really funny. You know what I'm saying? And this is kind of one of them where we we've poked some fun at Rand Paul or whatever, but this is dangerous, extremely dangerous rhetoric. Like it's extremely dangerous. And action, we pretend like it we, we didn't do it, right? But now all of a sudden you hmm. can say, "Oh well, they're being flown in to to protest," and I would arrest. Listen, he called for them to be arrested and interrogated. <laughs> what? For yelling. For yelling at you. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know what's left, man. I don't know what's left. Like, it's you're so tone deaf and so lost. I don't know what's left. You know what I'm saying? I'm respecting your fear. I'm respecting that you may have a total different view of the direction of this country than I have. But you are completely tone deaf right now. You know what I'm saying? And mm. it's crazy. I don't understand it. All right, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, don't, I don't have nothing. I don't know what else to say, Kev. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? I'm done. I'm done. We're done. <laughs> All right. So. Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Man. Oh, man. What a crappy week. What a horrible week. What is going on? I'm going to make it more horrible. horrible. I read on Facebook a uh, woman, white woman, said that Uh-oh. she told her daughter, <laughs> um, that Chadwick Boseman died. Uh, you know, her young daughter, that the guy, the man who played Black Panther, died. Mm-hmm. And her daughter said, "Did he get shot?" Oh. Her eight-year-old. <laughs> like, come eight-year-old. on! Like, it was so much insult to injury. I was like, I got, I got to turn this thing off. <laughs> but was she was she posting that to make the point that that's yes. how screwed up? That's how screwed up the world. Yes. Okay, well, that know, was her absolute go. point. You got it. She ate that. She ate that. Yeah. You know, Ugh. so yeah, this this is the nonsense that we're in. Um, but you know, yeah, it's it, it's just dif- to me it's difficult, man. These moments are difficult. But anyway, you guys been listening to Rap Sucks Radio. This is kind of the part where, like, if we if this were a Law and Order episode, there would be no music at the end. Like, it would just you know go fade to black, and like Dick Wolf's name would pop up, and that would be it. So. For my law, my law and order fans, this is like a you know that's a serious episode, a very special episode yeah. of a very special episode of Rap Sex very Radio. Very special episode of Rap. So this is when like they make the point at the end of Law and Order, and then it mm. just fades out, and there is no music. Mm. They just roll the credits. So thank y'all, yeah. <laughs> thank y'all for rocking with Rap Sucks Radio, man. I am your homeboy Track Life. That is your fam, Kev Sakota. Stay safe, everybody. Please and intelligent. Be smarter than you are. Um, and Rand Paul get rid of the curl. Wow, yo, it was crazy. It wasn't curling right. It was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you want to catch any of our past episodes, you can catch them on RapsucksRadio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms, with the random exception of Pandora. If you like to see this on your television, you can check us out on BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. Um, download the app on your Roku, your Fire Stick, or your Fire TV. Go ahead and click on that, and we right there. I'm going to get on this TV, mama. I'm on there. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this. You got to stop. You got to stop. I love it. I love it. I love every second of it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's the the last thing that he gave me that I can actually use. Um, With all that being said, we out of here like last year. Thank y'all for rocking with us on the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. And we out, y'all. See